This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Here at Radio Astronomy, the podcast from the makers of BBC Sky at Night magazine, we're running a special series of daily episodes in celebration of Back Garden Astronomy Week, taking you through everything you need to know to get out and start observing the moon. Back Garden Astronomy Week runs from the 2nd to the 9th of March 2020, but if you've missed it, don't worry. The tips and tricks from the series will work just as well at any other time of year, and you can always sign up at www.skyatnightmagazine.com forward slash backgarden to receive your free beginner's guide. Day 8 The full moon is the brightest thing you will see in the night sky. It occurs when the moon lies on the opposite side of the Earth from the sun, meaning its entire visible face is illuminated. The bright full moon is hard to miss because it dominates everything else. If you're ever away from urban lights during a full moon, you should see that the moon is bright enough to cast shadows and find your way around. Amazingly, though, the moon only reflects about 12% of the light that falls upon it, a little more than asphalt. Imagine how bright it would look if it was more reflective. Around the full moon, the dark seas become very evident. Humans have a habit of seeing familiar objects in what are in reality random patterns and shapes. Think of people seeing lions in the clouds or the face of Freddie Mercury in a slice of toast. This is a phenomenon called pareidolia, and a horde of interesting figures can be seen in the lunar surface if you go looking for them. In English-speaking nations, a lot of people talk about the man in the moon, seeing either a face or a figure in the lunar maria. In China, the seas form the shape of a rabbit, which according to mythology was the companion of the moon's goddess. Pretty much every culture has looked up at the lunar seas and seen something different on the full moon's face. Take a look for yourself the next time there's a full moon and see what shapes you make out on the face of our celestial neighbour. The moon doesn't always shine brightly when it's supposed to, however. Sometimes, the Earth lies directly between the Sun and the Moon and casts its shadow across it, creating a lunar eclipse. This doesn't happen every month, as the Moon's orbit is at a slight angle to Earth's orbit around the Sun. This means that most of the time, the Moon is just above or just below the Earth. However, around twice a year, the orbits line up and the Moon passes through Earth's shadow. Unlike solar eclipses, where totality is over in a few minutes, the Moon takes about an hour to pass through Earth's shadow. Also unlike solar eclipses, the moon does not turn totally dark during this time. The Earth's atmosphere scatters some light, casting it onto the moon. This light is predominantly red, and so the moon takes on a deep red hue, earning lunar eclipses the macabre name of blood moons. As well as being inclined, the moon's orbit is also elliptical, meaning the distance between the Earth and the moon varies over time. The point where the moon is furthest away is called apogee, while the closest point is known as perigee. Because of the Earth's motion around the Sun, the lunar phases don't sync up with its orbit, meaning the full moon occurs at different points around that orbit over the course of a year. Some full moons happen when the moon is closer to Earth, and they look slightly bigger and brighter than other full moons. The popular term for this is a supermoon, 
though many astronomers prefer the term perigee full moon, as this is a better explanation of what's actually happening. One final lunar oddity concerns the cardinal points, north, south, east and west. When looking up at the sky, astronomers reverse east and west. So if north is up, then east will lie to the left and west to the right, the opposite way to a map on Earth. However, the moon's east is on the right and its west is on the left. That's the same as a terrestrial map. This rather confusing convention was introduced in 1961 by the International Astronomical Union. At that time, the space age was dawning and people were talking about crewed missions to the moon. Astronomers decided that it would help these would-be explorers by minimising the potential disastrous effects of the cardinal directions being misinterpreted. The decision is sensible but has produced some oddities. The best example is Mare Oriental. This impressive lunar sea sits on the moon's western edge. Named before 1961, though, the name of this western sea actually means eastern sea. To make matters even more confusing, the moon doesn't even appear the same way up in the sky all around the globe. In the northern hemisphere, the dark seas mostly take up the top half of the moon when it's highest in the sky. But in the southern hemisphere, these mostly fill up the bottom half. That's it for today and for the series. I hope you've enjoyed this tour of our lunar companion and don't forget to subscribe to Sky at Night magazine to discover more great sites on the lunar surface each month. Check out the latest print and digital subscription offers at www.skyatnightmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. We'll soon be back with our regular monthly episodes of Radio Astronomy. If you've liked what you've heard and you want to learn more about the latest space news and get our stargazing tip of the month, make sure you subscribe through your podcast platform of choice. Goodbye, and we hope to see you then.